Matthew 4 and 13, the Bible says, And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali, or Naphtalim, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan. Everybody say beyond Jordan. Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. Everybody say a great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. And I wish you could say it with me. A great light. A great light. Praise God. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got in contact with a great light. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, let's pray together. Help me, prayer warriors. Bind together in faith with me in Jesus' name. Lift up your voice to God. Oh, we need you in this house, Lord. Strengthen us in this house. Use your people today. Help your people, God. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. And it's good to see Brother Larry Roberts here. And Shella, God bless y'all. Thank y'all for being here as well. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say a great light. Amen. This was a prophecy in Isaiah the ninth chapter that was fulfilled in Matthew the fourth chapter. And the city of Capernaum was on the north side of the Sea of Galilee. It was about 80 miles from Jerusalem. That may not sound too far to you, but 80 miles whenever you uh, don't have any transportation is a long ways. Amen. 80 miles when you either have to walk or Ride an animal was a long ways to go. They were a long ways from Jerusalem. Amen. They were not able to get to Jerusalem very frequently, which was the, you could call it the epicenter of where God was moving. It was where the temple was. It was where the priests would come and do the sacrifice. It was, you could say, where they had church was in Jerusalem. But these people were 80 miles away and it was almost impossible to get to church. Let me tell you, the danger of missing church is that you won't miss it after a little while. Well, it's getting kind of quiet already. I said the danger in missing church is that after a little while you won't miss it anymore. You began to adapt to the feeling of not feeling the presence of God. 
Amen. I don't ever want to adapt to not feeling God's presence. That's why I say, just say no to dead church. Why do you say that? Because I don't want to get used to not feeling God. I want to be in his house. I want to be in his presence. I want to feel him. Man, if you don't feel God and you don't hear God and you don't stay close to him, let me tell you, there's another feeling you'll get. There's another voice you'll hear. I want to hear God's voice. I said I want to hear God's voice. Uh, He said you'd hear a voice behind you uh, saying, hey, this is the way. Uh, Walk ye therein. Uh, You can't hear it uh, if you ain't around him. Uh, Come on, everybody clap to the Lord. Oh, yes, God. Talk to me, Lord. Come on, why don't you say, talk to me, Lord. I want to hear you today. Speak to my heart, God. Hallelujah. So sad to watch people grow cold in their spirit. Man, they began to drift. First off, it's an internal drift. Man, long before people know you're drifting from the outside, it's happening on the inside. And they start hearing the voice of the enemy instead of the voice of the Savior. I said they start hearing the voice of the enemy. That's why I want to preach louder and more clear than I've ever preached. Hey, God loves you, and we're going to make it. We're not going under. We're going over. We're not beneath. We're above. Why do you keep saying that? I'll tell you why I keep saying that. Because the devil keeps telling you you're going under. And God said, tell them they're not going under. They're going over. They got the great light. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Worship God for a moment. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Bible says that these people sat in darkness. They sat in the region in the shadow of death. Amen. They were hopeless. Everybody say hopeless. These were the people that were the least likely to be at church on Sunday. These were the people that were afar off. That had been forgotten about. These were the people that the church bus didn't go that far. Woo! They were outside of the geographic realm of the church and they were disconnected. But thank God there was a prophecy in Isaiah. 
I said, thank God there was a prophecy uh, that said one of these days, uh, the people that sit in darkness, uh, they're going to see a great light. Uh, one of these days, uh, somebody's going to come by and knock on their door. Uh, boy, I feel like preaching right now. I feel like preaching hope to somebody. Uh, you may think your family's too far gone, but God knows where they're at. Uh, Come on, I'm going to build faith in somebody's heart right now. You think they're too far gone, but I got a promise. The ones that sit in darkness, they're going to see a great light someday. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. I receive it, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God for every promise. Because let me tell you about the promises of God. Uh, they are yea and amen. Uh, if he said they're going to see it, uh, honey, one of these days... Uh, Just keep on praying. Just keep on putting wood on the fire. Keep on worshiping. Keep on believing. Hold on. Everybody say, hold on. I heard people have asked me before many times, I wish you would start a church somewhere. Is there any way we can start a church somewhere? My family's there and they need a church. Boy, I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. I wish they had a church just like this where my family is. Would you think about starting a church? Well, let me tell you something. God knows right where they're at. God knows right where they're at. He knows their address. He knows how many hairs is on their head. Uh, and when God gets ready, uh, light will come. Boy, I feel faith rising right now. I feel faith rising right now. I feel like we could dispatch angels uh, from right here, uh, right now, uh, to where they're at. Come on, let's worship God. Hallelujah. Think about the promises of God. Yea, and amen. When Isaiah prophesied many, many years before Christ, that the people that sit in darkness are going to see a great light. The ones that sit in the region of darkness, they're going to see something like they've never seen before. Hallelujah. Which means God's going to show up. God's... Yeah. 
If you think God's only working in these four walls, you are sorely mixed up. If you think your prayer only stays in here, you don't understand prayer. But let me tell you how it really works. When you pray in here, it goes out there. When you pray in here, Come on, does anybody believe what I'm preaching right now? The prayers you pray in here will go to the doctor's office with you next week. The prayers you pray in here will go to court with you. It'll go to work with you. Makes me want to pray more. Makes me want to touch God. Hallelujah. Amen. Think about this. When they couldn't make it to him, he went to them. When they couldn't make it, he went to them. The Lord spoke to me one day many years ago under the pew at the old church. Said, if you'll bring the ones that can't come, I'll bring the ones that can come. Hallelujah. Don't walk around looking at people trying to figure out who will make it and who won't and categorize people. I don't think they they could ever overcome their past. Uh, You overcame yours. Uh, God helped you. Uh, He'll help them. Uh, Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. I want more of him. Hey, every good thing that happened in my life happened because of God. Every dumb thing that ever happened in my life happened because of me. (laughs) I didn't think anybody run the aisles right then. We need Jesus more than we've ever needed him. I said we need more Jesus. We need more prayer. Hey, man, we can't live off of the last generation's prayers. Thank God we wrote them this far. But at some point, you got to get under the load yourself and say, hey, if this is going to carry on, it's going to be me that does it. It's going to be my prayer. Well, that why it discourages me when older folks drag in at the last minute don't get involved in prayer and don't get involved in worship I'm thinking oh Lord you're a terrible teacher I don't want to be a terrible teacher I want my children to know amen this is how you pray it it ain't this word that you say it ain't this prayer that you memorize 
but from the drawing board of your own heart. You just, if you ain't got no words, just start hollering. Ah! Ah! Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. Man, when Jesus came to Capernaum, it was the light going into a dark place. Tell you, light and dark are 180 degree difference. Light and dark contrast one another. Man, when you turn the lights on, there's no darkness anymore. Light takes dominion over darkness. Light will eradicate the darkness. Light will get rid of every darkness in your spirit. But you got to want the light. Will somebody help me praise God right now? So thankful for the day I got the Holy Ghost. When you got the Holy Ghost, everything changed. When you got the Holy Ghost, that great light came inside of you. Thank God. For everything that he got out of my spirit. Thank God every chain that he broke. That had my mind messed up. Thank God I'm not a slave to sin anymore. Since the light came. What do we need? We need the light to come on. What's wrong with our world today? It just needs the light. Man, this wasn't just a light. The Bible said it was a great light. Everybody say great light. Praise God. The Greek word for great that's used in this translation is called mega. Praise God. Too good to not preach. It's a mega light. When you got the Holy Ghost, you didn't get a little candle light. You didn't get a little light that has shadows all around. You got the light that's going to be the light of all of heaven. When you get to heaven, there won't be any light switches. Because the Lamb will be the light. And He's the light that lights up the corners 
where nobody can see. He's the light that gets in places nobody knows about. Oh, it might get quiet when you talk about the light. Praise God. Everybody say it's a mega light. Praise God. Praise God. Now, as a boy, we used to go down the Pendleton Bridge on the Mississippi River and take off camp down there on the Mississippi River and deer hunt. During the night, these barges would come through. Let me tell you, on my little fishing boat, I got a little bitty green light about this big and a little bitty red light about that big. Other than that, I'll get run over. Let me tell you about a barge. They ain't got no little bitty light. They got a light about this big. And when they turned it to where you was and saw you sleeping on the bank in a sleeping bag, I don't know if they thought it was funny or what. They just hold the light on you. It don't matter how deep of a sleep you're in, honey. When the light gets on you, it'll wake you up. You know what I'm praying, God? Get up. You don't think he's got a big light? You ought to talk to the Apostle Paul today and ask him about the light that shined in the middle of the day that was so bright that it knocked him off his mule. He still got that light. God, everyone that's sleeping, praise God, wake them up. How you going to wake them up? Just shine the light till they wake up. Just keep. Well, praise God. Amen. There's some big old eyes looking at me right now. I think I'll preach a while. Don't get a self-righteous spirit thinking you're all right. Man, you always need to be humble before God. I said you always need to humble yourself before God. Paul, Paul thought he was doing God's work. Praise the Lord. Slaughtering the Christians. He thought he was doing God's work. Guess what got a hold of him? It was a light. I'm praying the light turns on today. I'm praying the light turns on. Let me tell you something. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Hey, hey listen to me. You, you may think it's just something little, but you listen to your pastor today. It's just like witchcraft. What does witchcraft do? It attracts unclean spirits. You start worshiping the devil, the devil will show up. 
The Bible said rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, which means when we operate in rebellion, we're saying, come here, devil. Hey, I don't want none of it. I said I don't want any of it. But I got another scripture for you. The Bible said God inhabits the praises of his people. You know what I'm trying to track today? Jesus, I love you. Come on. You want to know why? You get into a little rebellious state. That's why everything begins to tighten up. And you can't feel God anymore. Because the same one that said uh, that the great light would show to the one in darkness. uh, He also said darkness and light don't fellowship. Getting quieter by the minute. It's all right. He said light and dark don't fellowship. That's why when you turn on your Hollywood and the devil starts doing what he does, you ain't gonna feel God anymore. When you turn on your ungodly music, you ain't gonna feel God anymore. You're attracting things that you don't need. Praise God. Praise God. Why do you have standards? Why why do you preach against this stuff? Because it's the law of attraction. Hey, if it wasn't nothing but a weight, it don't have to be a sin. It could just be a weight. It could be attracting to something out there. Hey, haven't you fought enough devils in your life? Haven't you already had to fight him long enough? Here's a little secret. When you submit to God and resist the devil, he will flee. Which means you got to submit to God first. God cleanse me, purify me, make me what I ought to be. Well, I can't get the devil off my back. I'll tell you how you get your devil off the back. Live right. Do right. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Come on, prayer warriors, help me for one minute. God, I want you. God, I need you. God, I got my eyes on you. Oh, I don't want this world. I want to separate from this world, God. I don't want to fall into the traps, God. Hallelujah. Everybody say it was a mega light. 
Tell you something, you can't come in contact with a mega light and stay the same. That's why backsliders are the most miserable people in the world. Because they went from being in darkness to being in the light to going back into darkness. You're talking about a grouch. You're talking about an angry person. You're talking about a miserable person. The person that was in the light and stepped out of the light. You can't even hardly get along with them. There ain't words to even speak to them. You know, a lot of times all you can do is just say, I'm praying for you, I love you. Don't debate people in the darkness. Don't argue with them. Hey, they know what the light is. They know what it takes. They know what they felt. They know what they got to do to get back. Just pray for them. Just love them. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Amen. Amen. Man, but I got some good news today. Praise God. That great light is looking for more people. That great light is looking everywhere. Close by, far away. He's looking on both sides of the tracks. He's looking at my neighborhood. He's looking in your neighborhood. That great God is looking for people today. Is he looking for people that are sitting in darkness? Praise God. People, the people everybody else already gave up on. People that other people said they've had enough chances. They shouldn't have moved all the way to Galilee. You know what God's saying? This is going to be a great light coming to your neighborhood. I'm going to walk right up where you're at. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ impacted this world like nobody has ever impacted this world. Light impacts darkness. They're still writing books about him thousands of years later. There's more books written about Jesus and the Bible is the most translated, duplicated, replicated book in all the world. He, he, he made an impact upon the darkness of our world. He walked around in cities and the Bible said that they would bring the sick and then this amazing statement and he would heal them all. 
We get excited when we get a miracle every six months and somebody gets a healing. Well, hallelujah. I'm saying we got more work to do. He, he upbraided the cities. He turned them upside down. Healed people. Taught people the gospel. Encouraged people. Fed people. Paid their taxes for them. Praise God. I should have got one clap from somebody. Paid their taxes for them. Do it again, Lord Jesus. Praise God. But then we know that Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. He wasn't a second person in a Godhead. It was a manifestation of God. But then, toward the end of his life, here comes another transition. Everybody say a transition. He begins to talk to his disciples. He said, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Now listen, he's talking to his disciples and he's looking at them. And he's saying, you know the spirit of truth. Then he didn't stop there. For he dwelleth with you. What was he saying? The spirit of truth is walking with you right now. Jesus in the flesh was looking at his disciples saying, you know the comforter. You know the spirit of truth because he's with you right now. He's dwelling with you. Then he says, and shall be in you. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I, everybody say I. I will come to you. Jesus, who is this great light, who is impacting people everywhere, begins this transition period saying, I am with you, but there's going to be a day I'm going to be inside of you. Some people say, I wish I lived in the Bible days where I could have seen Jesus do this, not me. I'd rather have him in me than beside me. Hey, I'd rather have him all the days of my life than three years. Hallelujah. So the great light said, I'm with you, but I shall be 
in you. And that same great light begins to say things like this. Ye are the light of the world. (laughs) Oh, help me Jesus preach. Ye are the light of the world. You know what that means? When you got the Holy Ghost, you became the great light. You became God's representative on this earth. And when they see you full of the Holy Ghost, you know they've said it. You've been in Walmart when they said it to you. There's something different about you. It's like, it ain't me, but it is Christ that live in me. He, praise God. Don't let me get ahead of myself. I'm almost there. I'm with you. Shall be in you. Now ye are the light of the world. But light and dark don't fellowship. You know what the light was saying? I've called you. I want to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. But if we're going to be the light like he was the light, we got to live the life. You can be seated. If we're going to be the light like he was the light, we're going to have to do what he preached. If, If you think for one moment You can live by the works of the flesh and be the great light. You bought a bill of goods. Well, it's getting quiet up in here. But if you're going to be the great light, you got to have the fruit of the great light. The fruit. Love, joy, peace, I don't even know them all. Long suffering. What does that tell you? If you're going to be the great light, you can't go anywhere you want to go. If you're going to be the great light, you can't say everything you want to say. If you're going to be the great light, you can't taste everything you want to taste. Hey, like this. If you want to be the great light, you can't wear everything you'd like to wear. Why? Because you're the light of the world. If you look like the world... If you look like the world and act like the world, what contrast of the world is there? 
Light and dark is contrast. If you look like them, smoke like them, drink like them, act like them, cuss like them, commit adultery like them, go on Facebook and look at the same things they're looking at. There's no contrast between you and the world. God, stir up my spirit. Hallelujah. Stand together with me. I don't, I don't think you could take any more. I'm just going to quit right there. Listen, though, for one moment. I feel such a burden. In the end of time, you just look around, you know time is short. And, and I thought... God, if we don't accomplish anything in these 52 days, if we can just become a true light. You know what? Praise God, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You hear me? He's unstable in all of his ways. I'm telling you, there's things you don't need to let get past you. Your problem is not my problem. My problem is not your problem. You would laugh at my temptation. I would laugh at yours. But I got them and you got them. When you know, when you know this is my, this is my deal. This is where I mess up. This is my shortcoming. This is my temptation. When you know it, you ought to do everything you can do to avoid that problem. The Bible says, abstain from the very appearance of evil. My wife got mad at me one time because we were just started the church and she stopped at one of them liquor stores to get some ice and those big things up front. Those nice ice machines. And they weren't connected, I'm sure. But I see, <laughs> I see the church car or something. Is that one of them big white? And I, it was in the parking lot of that liquor store. And I, I said, you can't buy ice there. Just kidding. Praise God. Anyway, we worked it all out. Praise God. Praise God. I wasn't worried about her buying any liquor. You know what I was worried about? Well, y'all might have seen. If you would have seen it. God, this is how my pastor always preached to me. You need to live your life where nobody can put their finger on you. God, help us. Man, I, first 27 years of my life, I sat in darkness like an idiot. Finally, God got a hold of me one day got the Holy Ghost you know what I'm praying God I want to be so much of a light 
that I can restore all them years that I could have spent living for you. I want to win more souls from now till the end of my life than I could have won. And all them years. God, you could, do you believe God could restore the years that canker worms stole? You believe, you believe God could do that in your life? See, well, I lived too long to straighten up. Everybody knows. No, don't, don't listen to the devil. Today is the day. Turn it around. Uh, help me to be the light. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, all over this house. Come on, why don't we have a little prayer meeting? Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, as many as can come around this front. I'd love to have a few minutes of prayer. Amen, I want some people up here. Amen, I want you to make up your mind. Oh, I want to be what you called me to be, God. I want to live the life you called me to live. I want to be your representative, God. Oh, I don't want to send confusion to friends and people by my instability. One day on, one day off, one day in love with God, one day backslid, one day Hollywood, one day no Hollywood. God, help me to be stable. Come on, I feel the power of God in here. Here to help people. Here to strengthen people. Oh, could you take a few moments and just cry to God? I receive it, God. I receive the challenge. I want to be the light. I want to be the light. Get a hold of me, God. Speak to me, God. Don't let me send mixed signals. Don't let me <laughs> Come on, church, just cry out to him. Come on, today is the day. Turn it around. The day you take a stand. Oh God, you can trust me with your work. Trust me to be the light in this dark world. <laughs> Let them see you, God, when they see me. Come on, help somebody pray right now.
you Oh, I feel the fear of God in this place. Come on, don't leave until you feel that release in your spirit. Touch him, God. The fire of the Holy Ghost come down upon everyone.